Hey everybody, and welcome to another episode of a podcast with Chase and David. However, that is no longer our name, because surprise, surprise, we have ourselves a new co-host. I'm joined here with David Webster and, drumroll, nah, screw that, Aaron Mole. What is up, guys? <laughs> so, Tried my best, all I have uh, is my knee. Uh, so, uh, for those like of we you... we did this. Yes, we did. Exactly. For those of you guys who were listening uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, Aaron Mole was on our third episode, and he is now joining us permanently. So the show is going to have the three of us on a weekly basis, uh, giving you all kinds of fun fireside chats. Uh, <laughs> fireside that's chats. That's a new name right there, Fireside <laughs> Podcast. <laughs> I'm just I, think both, I think IGN has that for their Destiny podcast. So yes, actually, that brings the point uh, for those of you who have probably realized. Chase and David makes a podcast. Doesn't really work for a title anymore. Uh, yeah. With that. <laughs> so we are, we are officially a podcast without a name. Um until we can come up with podcast. a catchy new title. <laughs> Something uh, that kind if, of uh, fits. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, oh, go ahead, David. Oh, oh, I was just saying something that kind of fits the uh, the tone of what we like to talk about and all three of us in general. So that that's not going to take long at all. So, <laughs> <laughs> If anybody has any uh, ideas or crazy suggestions for a podcast, I would love to see them. Feel free to comment them. Uh, and leave us an iTunes review and leave your suggestions for a name below. And that would be just dandy for us to read. Uh, so I Aaron, don't think it would, I don't think it would work, but it would be pretty, uh, it would be a pretty lengthy title to be chase and David and Aaron make a podcast. I don't, the, the branding it, on that's not quite there, but it doesn't roll off the tongue the same way. No, it really doesn't. We'll, we'll, we'll get something figured out. Yeah. I was oh. uh, joking around with chase earlier saying it should be the, uh, ACD podcast. Oh, nice! That's awesome. <laughs> or the uh, yeah, or the acid podcast, but that implies uh, well, we don't want that crowd. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty funny though. That's I didn't even think about the ACD. I won't say we don't want that yeah, crowd. Feel free to tweet us, leave a comment. I'm just saying or, uh, it might draw a crowd that's going to be confused as to what our content actually is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It is far from that, though you never know with, um, you know, current events and what's happening, like we might cover a topic that has to do with something crazy, but <laughs> the bulk of the of the conversation will not be geared towards that. <laughs> just imagine someone like, oh sweet, freaking a podcast for us, they're literally like, what, what is this anime shit? <laughs> yeah, what is this, video games? Like, <clears throat> Also, what was that voice, David? <laughs> What um, acid? Uh, like what regular acid user from like Southern Alabama did you pick up for that impression? <laughs> You've been in Kentucky far too know, long, just, my friend. That's that's just my general voice for the internet as a whole. It's just kind of this. They're like confused first time internet users. It's just kind of this confused. Uh, n- never mind. I'm, I'm digging myself a hole. <laughs> Oh my god. Okay, just like, so like before a we just alienate just, everybody within the first five minutes. Oh my god. Before we alienate everybody in the first five minutes. Aaron, what's new with you, man? We haven't talked to you for a few weeks. What's going on with you? Oh gosh, man. Um, what? What is new? Um, just been working still. I edited a couple uh, TV commercials that are going to be playing in New York, which is kind of cool. Holy um, crap. 
yeah, that literally, literally in like the last like three weeks that happened. Um, it was a super quick turnaround time at work. And so I've been very busy with that. Uh, but those are wrapped up now. And so I'm just, uh, still, still just doing my thing. Now I'm on this podcast. That's awesome. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. And we the Oscars for you are for coming that. up. That's a topic yes. we might be talking about here today. Yeah, speaking of uh, film filmography and everything that is um, <laughs> production, um, yeah. the Oscars. Have you guys seen any of the uh, the nominees? Um, I know a few of you probably have them have them opened up right now. But uh, out of all these movies, I can say I've seen um, one of them. <laughs> Um, out, out of the best picture selections? Yeah, or? yeah definitely. Okay. Which one was that? I guess um, go ahead and just let us know what you think of that one first, and then Chase and I can chime in. Yeah, I didn't get to see the whole thing, unfortunately. It was uh, Hacksaw Ridge. Okay. I had to leave early because of, uh, of work, but from what I saw from the first 20 minutes or so, I thought it was, I mean, it was... Dead. Pretty good, like especially from all the trailers and everything, it looked like it was it was going to be super emotional, and I do have to get it when it comes out on DVD and rewatch it because um, unfortunately, yeah, I had to leave like twenty minutes in, so that was unfortunate. But um, what about you guys? Well, I have to say, um, I, ha- I I will say I haven't seen all of the movies um, that are on the list, uh, but I will say that if if I had to take a pick at what I thought was going to win Best Picture, um, for me, it's going to come down between two of the top selections that I believe is uh, Zoolander 2 and Batman vs. Superman <laughs> Dawn of Justice. I really think those two are going... <laughs> I really think those two are going to make a run at it. Now, Dirty Grandpa could be the dark horse in this year's race. I really think... Robert De Niro turned in the uh, the performance of his career in Dirty Grandpa, playing across a, a very, uh, very good up-and-coming Zac Efron. I really believe that that's going to be, uh, if anything, could be the Dark Horse surprise of the year. But, uh, I, I, I mean, I guess Hacksaw Ridge, I don't know. It doesn't, Hacksaw Ridge doesn't really seem like the kind of movie that would win an Oscar, you know? I mean, it's just... It's 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 wartime, and you know it's it's violence. It's unsettling to people, um, you yeah. know, and that kind of violence is just you know. It's I, I don't know if the review people, Academy folks, are really going to want to sit through all that violence. I just don't see it happening. Yeah. So, so yeah, so dirty you're, grandpa. You're being serious with that with that <laughs> bit of. Are you being serious? You don't I'm think not it... being serious about a damn thing. Oh, because okay, well, it, it almost seemed like you went from totally joking to being serious about that no. uh, opinion um, on Hacksaw. Actually, no, I, I haven't seen Hacksaw but, Ridge. I've seen little clips of it. I do think that it's a very interesting story because I, 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 I did like the the concept behind it um, when I first heard about it. Um, I, you know, the, there's been a lot of war movies that have been made and ver- very, very good ones. Um uh, that you know, good ones, bad ones. Um, I liked the idea of focusing on uh, you know telling the story of the conscientious objector or you know the the non the non combatant role uh, that mm-hmm. that this character mm-hmm. played in this movie. Um, yeah, yeah. It's interesting to see uh, An- Andrew Garfield in like a darker role because I know most people um, know him from at least like Spider Man, like, uh, but seeing him in like that 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 environment you know people are getting blown up and stuff around them and he's trying to save their lives and everything i, I can't imagine most people would be like oh my god like 
Right. Yeah, it's definitely a. It's got a little bit more meat uh, on this role as far as literally. Well, I mean, actually, yeah, yeah, and, and even his other role that he took on this year in Silence, uh, Martin Scorsese. That that was one of the movies that actually a lot of people feel like should have at least gotten, um, you know, a Best Picture nomination. Uh-huh. That was that was kind of snubbed in a lot of people's opinions, but I haven't seen everything, so I don't know. Like, oh, it totally should have at least gotten, um, you know, the hidden figures position or something. I haven't seen, um, I think four of them on the list. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, Garfield definitely has uh, a really really good role in it, and like you said, Chase, just the whole concept of just the whole story behind it is really unique um and it is a true story so that yeah. that makes it really cool yeah the um, dude's a legend in the marine corps apparently like yeah and yeah. For it what was he really did. good i i did see it all so i do i do recommend watching it mm-hmm. um, all the way through yeah hidden but figures I've i was going to say oh go ahead I was just going to say with Hidden Figures okay, so I was and... Just say, I've seen, well, this is just a shit show. <laughs> with the list right here, I've seen Manchester by the Sea, I've seen Lion, I've seen La, La Land, I've seen Arrival, and I've seen Hacksaw Ridge. Okay. I have not seen Moonlight, Fences, Hell or High Water, or Hidden Figures. So I've seen half of half of them on the list. Mm-hmm. Um, Manchester by the Sea to me and, and La La Land, I think, have both gotten the most, like... Um, people behind it as far as oh my gosh those are the ones that are probably going to be competing for the for the Oscar however I think Lion just I, I want Lion to win just because I love Lion the most out of all the ones I've seen mm-hmm. um, Arrival was super fun it was great La La Land was amazing I absolutely loved it but I, I'd love to see Lion win um, just because it, once again it's another true story and it's just an amazing um Movie. Yeah, um, yeah from what hear... I've seen of them, I was going to say from what I've seen of them, like Arrival looks like the one that I think I would enjoy the most, like that would just be the most like mm-hmm. fun popcorn flick movie to watch. Uh, but that's mm-hmm. also because like for someone like me, I'm really into sci-fi. Um, but just from what I've seen, you know, the movies more like Lion or Manchester by the Sea look more like the kind of movies that uh, that do well at the Oscars than Arrival. Right. You know, sci-fi, just movies like that, they have to be really, really good in order to uh, to hold up against things like that, at least in the eyes of people who, who pick the Oscars. And I've heard Arrival is extremely good, but, you know, it's riveting radio to hear about a movie that you haven't seen. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, like like you said, Arrival seems like a... It doesn't seem like an Oscar pick just because of what... It, it's like this heavy sci-fi popcorn flick... It is really, really good, and I'm excited that it did get an, a nomination. It reminds me a lot of The Martian, uh, Matt Damon, okay. 2015. I think that movie was kind of the, on the same level as far as like, oh, this is up for an Oscar. Like this is kind of weird, but it also is just it's a really good movie. It's really well done. So, but yeah, like La La Land, Lion, Manchester by the Sea. These are like really like original feeling pieces. Like, of course, those. Um, got Oscar nominations because they just they're just so good but yeah um, is there any that you guys because I don't know if you guys are going to be able to watch all these before the, the Oscars I don't think I'm going to be able to knock off four more is there any that you'd love to see um, first uh, or like as soon as you can um, probably 
uh, Arrival I want to see. I didn't get the chance to actually see it when it was in movie theaters, and I just heard people just raving about how good it was. Mm-hmm. And uh, La La Land, just because it's been getting so much hype and everything, I want to see what, like, about it, uh, you know, not, like, warranted it, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah, um, Arrival's definitely up there for me. Hell or High Water looks really, really good. Um, I don't know a whole lot about Fences, but, uh, I mean, Denzel Washington and Viola Davis, I, I really enjoy both of them. Um, for me, it's just usually more often than not, it's waiting to see see them when they come out on DVD or find their way onto Netflix, um, just mm-hmm. because it's always it's not always the easiest thing to find the time or the or the uh, the money to scrounge up to go uh, go buy a movie ticket for fifteen goddamn dollars because the movie theater here is so expensive uh right yeah it's like everywhere (laughs) i know it's awful like that that there's the business idea that somebody needs to invest in and make is just like the movie subscription service that lets you go see movies in the theaters yeah definitely that that needs to be a thing pay for that in a heartbeat Uh, you show up you make just pay for concessions and you just go in like that you pay like x amount of dollars and you you go to like I don't know like you can go to like three or four movies a month or something like that. And yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, would definitely um, help with like situations like uh, Mad Max when I went and saw that movie five different times. <laughs> well, it's like you know that sixty dollars. Yeah, I mean that's what drives down the price of Netflix so low is just you know you've got people who pay for it and don't use it, and so they're able to like people who watch Netflix heavily and watch tons of stuff and. Like, the amount of money it would cost to actually rent all that individually, it's just reduced so much because they've got people who, you know, pay $10 and maybe watch two episodes of Futurama a week, and that's it. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I uh. I will say, you know, I, um, I have noticed, at least in a few of the categories, an increase of what I – what I wonder is – organic or if it was a response to you know the the whole oscars so white thing that happened last year where there's a lot more um people of color in the best pictures and in the in the acting categories uh being nominated for for oscars i wonder how much of that was was reactionary Mm -hmm. yeah i don't like like you know well i was just gonna say like with you know with hidden figures um I, I haven't seen it, so I can't say you know if it how good of or how good of a bad or a movie it is. I've heard it's really good, um, but you know, yeah. like somebody said that that maybe was one that maybe not wouldn't have been in that there was another movie that should have had its spot. And so, you know, if there are cases where there were movies that were close, you know, did that? You got to wonder is that something that weighed in on their minds of getting more nominees for movies like that? Yeah, you never know. I mean, a lot of these movies were in production already even before the Oscars last year. Uh-huh. And so it's not like um, someone yeah. as a filmmaker said, okay, well, let's get as many people, um, different ethnicities in this movie and get it in there before next year's Oscars because they'll probably be – it'll be like a reaction. But I, I, I don't know, you know? I mean – Oh, Yeah. I think like a lot of these just, movies were definitely in development where... for a long time. Like the Hidden Figures was not made to, yeah. yeah. It's not Oscar bait. Yeah, no, it's definitely not Oscar bait. Because um, like it's been in development for it had to have been in development for for way way longer. Just the the time it takes to put together a movie to get the funding to get the actors and everything, like mm-hmm. that that's uh-huh. for sure. 
Um, I'm just wondering, like, how much when they came time for the selection process, like, where were there other movies that maybe maybe kind of on the fence of getting in as a nominee, and they were like, "Oh, well, let's go with this one because." We don't want to have to. We don't want the protests again. We want to try to be more inclusive of things like that. Um, right. Yeah. I don't. I don't know, man. I just. I, yeah. You. You wonder, but at the same time, you know, last year, maybe there just wasn't that many good movies. You know, that had you know people of different ethnicities or whatever. Because um, that can yeah. happen too. You know, next year there could be just not that many good movies that have a wide range of people and, and people can't yeah. just completely attack the Academy for that. Um, yeah. But this, this year definitely has a lot of, uh, diversity across the board. Definitely. That's, that's for sure. <laughs> I mean, just looking at I, all these, um, posters here, it's definitely pretty mixed, but I think, yeah, like, like I said before, I, I really, really enjoyed Lion. Have you guys heard of the story of that? No, I was no, actually going to ask I don't you really about that. So. Yeah, if you know what it is, okay. so, so Lion is is based on uh, a true story of a kid named Saru Briley, uh, who he's a, he's from a really really um, you know poverty stricken town. I don't even know if that's a way of saying it. It's just a really really poor area in India, and in like the late eighties. And he gets lost. Um, him and his brother get on a train, and they're going to scavenge for food. And his brother actually has him stay at the train station because he's, like, working. And the kid wakes up, and no one's at the train station. And he goes and gets on the train that he went there on, thinking, okay, well, this will probably just take me home or whatever. And he's, he's like, five, six years old. Okay. Um, and then falls asleep on the train and wakes up, like, and this train is just like roaring through India and he's on this train for like three days. Oh, wow. And he, by the time he wakes up, he's in a completely different part of the country that doesn't speak the same language as him. He's so uneducated that he doesn't even know where he's from. He doesn't know how to pronounce the town he's from. Oh, no. He kind of knows how to say it, but it's just off enough that it, no one knows what he's saying. And, and when he gets off in Calcutta, in uh eastern india he he doesn't know what to do like no one knows what he's saying and he basically gets adopted by this um australian family which this is complete a complete true story and 20 years later uh google earth comes out and it was 2008 and someone said like someone mentioned it because he had just like realized like I'm lost. Like he, cause he had this very privileged life in Australia with the, his adopted family. Uh-huh. And then in his twenties, one day he's just like, Holy cow. Like my mom and my brother are probably still just like looking for me. And so Google earth at the time was so pixelated and not like what it is now. Uh-huh. Um, but he used yeah. Google Earth to retrace his footsteps back home. Holy crap. And it's, it's <laughs> oh, wow. a total true story, and it's it's just a really feel-good movie, you know? Like, you you end up – it's it's happy, it's sad, but you leave the theater really happy. I'll just say that. It's really, yeah. really good. Holy Damn. God. <laughs> that's, yeah. That's, yeah. that's heavy. That's yeah. going to be high but up on my list so of ones cool. to see now. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's really, really good. And and it's like the movie split into two halves. Um Dev Patel, I didn't never see Slumdog Millionaire, but he's kind of in the second half. He plays the older Saru. Uh-huh. And then the first half, okay. 
I can't remember what the kid's name is. Um, I think his name is Sonny, but he plays the younger Saru, and it's his first movie, and he's just phenomenal in this movie. It's it's heavy. It's powerful, but it's okay. really, really good. Yeah, I'll definitely have to check that one so, out. Yeah, put that on your guys' list, because that would be... I mean, you could talk, like have a whole podcast talking about that movie alone. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like it. Yeah, I mean, from just the descriptions I've seen in a couple of these movies, you could fill episode on episode just dissecting arrival alone uh yeah oh, and yeah. Yeah. and the you know the the meanings of, of some of the things that happen in that movie mm-hmm. um but yeah um so let, let me ask you this are there any movies that are coming up this year that are like really high up on your radar that you're like really pumped up for hope they're hope they come out good or anything like that um, I hope Wonder Woman is good. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of got that Captain oh, America yeah. vibe where it's like World War One and everything. The music for it, like just for the trailer, is awesome. That like, like I don't know what in- string instrument that is, but the sound that it makes is just haunting and it's awesome. And Dude, I'm yeah. excited to see that. So, oh, I'm I'm totally behind Wonder Woman as well. I've I mean I've heard some people. I mean I don't know if it's true, but they're like Wonder Woman is going to be Oscar worthy. Um. And and that's I mean that's a really far fetched like um, you know assumption, but like it does look really really good. Yeah, yeah. just that's... I hope that it ends up being really good. I mean, yeah, like in order to make a superhero movie that's Oscar worthy, like you have to make The Dark Knight. Yeah, like that's right. you yeah. have to make something and that is just so good that you forget it's a superhero movie and just take out the superhero element and it's still just an incredible movie and yeah and it's i I mean if they if they do that power to them because i hope that wonder woman is just an amazing movie like that but god that is a tall order yeah exactly i think the one that'll come close this year will probably be logan i I don't know if you guys have seen the trailers with that but yes i am i'm hyped looks super emotional i mean it's already got the r rating so you know it's gonna be pretty graphic and I mean, I, yeah, I'd I, like to see how that turns out. I like the idea of father figure Wolverine. Of, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on the same topic of superhero movies, I mean, we've got Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 as uh-huh. well. Yes. I don't know. Did absolutely. you guys watch the first one? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Loved it. That was, Loved it. That was one of those movies I went in having, like, zero expectations for it, and yeah. then it, like, turned out to be freaking incredible. Yeah, so. same. Yeah, I think it benefited uh, from that, though, Homecoming. honestly. Um, yeah, I think definitely. that there was a lot of people who, who went in with who went into that movie with that feeling of, like, well, I mean, it's not Iron Man, it's not it's not one of the Avengers, so it's probably just, like, kind of a weird movie, we'll see what it is. And then because it was just so good compared to the lower expectations I think most people had of it, uh, yeah, it that definitely helped it around. Yeah, so I wonder I, how good it's going to be trying to live up to the expectations now. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I mean, they've kind of solidified, like, these characters, and people love them so much now that I, you know, it's kind of like Stranger Things, right? I mean, Stranger Things was this huge success, and it's just because it came out of nowhere, and yes. now we're so in love with these kids that are in this in this series that I feel like it's going to be really hard for me not to like season two, just because I love these characters, and that's how I feel about Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Um, but, you know, did you guys have to fill those shoes. Oh, did you guys see the Stranger Things uh, season two commercial from the Super Bowl a few weeks ago? I didn't uh, see it. No, oh, I didn't. But God, I got so hyped. I remember. I remember. I was like, "Why is 
ego advertising with this old 80s ad during the Super Bowl. And, oh, my God, he just said 11. (laughs) Yeah, so, David, I don't know if you ended up seeing – or so you said you didn't see it. Yeah, they started it off with this old, like, 80s ego commercial. Like the Lego my ego bit. Uh Uh-huh. Um, I, I knew instantly, I didn't say anything like out loud, but I was like, Oh, I guess I, I guessed it instantly. Um, but it was still just like I had like got caught off guard by it. Cause it was so cool. Yeah. It's when you start just scanning in the room, just watching everyone else's reactions at that right, point. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. that's crazy. That's, yeah. that's an awesome way to do it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's, yeah, that'll that be pretty awesome. Good. Yeah. I've got high hopes for that one. I, I fell in love with the first season when I first saw it. And so. Man, yeah. Netflix has got some cool stuff coming out too. A lot of oh, a lot of shows coming, a lot of a ton of stand-up specials. Like, oh, they're, they've become like the HBO mm-hmm. of the 21st century with all these like awesome exclusive stand-up specials they're getting. Um, they've got like three new ones coming from Dave Chappelle. I think I saw something today that they've got like two from Louis C.K. They just signed up. Like they're um, they're gonna have some awesome awesome stand-up specials uh, i think they have a yeah. castlevania series coming also that's they, they're spending interesting <laughs> billion dollars in 2017 on original content yeah holy crap yeah i mean that's insane uh for a company to do that and and it makes me wonder like what kind of budgets uh certain things have for season twos like stranger things for instance they have to have an insane budget in comparison yeah. to their first season just because of how successful yeah, it was. But I mean, that's a lot of money to be spending on original content. So it's exciting mm-hmm. uh, for sure. Yeah, it's going to be like, it's it's fun. Like, I have so many Netflix shows that I'm absolutely in love with, um, you know, including mm-hmm. House of Cards. Bojack Horseman is a, one of like a little bit more odd one that I don't think everybody is really as into. But um, yeah, I mean, Wait. Netflix is making some really cool stuff. They make some bad stuff, yeah. too, I will say. Um, it doesn't get as much publicity oh, yeah. just because they have so much good, but there is some yeah. awful, awful Netflix original content too. So they do also spend a lot of money on things that they, they swing and miss on. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Which, you know, if you're, you're doing so many things, you're going to have some, some duds, but yeah, <laughs> like you said, with the success of everything else, everything kind of goes under the table or, you know, the stuff that's not as good kind of goes unnoticed. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. God, I was going to ask you guys about this, uh, just completely going off in an entirely different tangent and direction on this. But um, have you guys seen all these reports about the Walking Dead t-shirt uh, that's oh getting like God. pulled from yeah. stores? You mentioned it. I haven't seen anything on it. Explain. Okay. So, Here, so I, uh, here's the backstory oh. on this. I'll, I'll, I'll give some backstory for, for any listeners because I don't know how widespread it's being reported, but I just saw it as a trending thing uh, earlier today. That apparently there's this T-shirt that uh, people were that The Walking Dead. I think it was officially branded merchandise, um, and basically the design of it is it says "Eeny Meeny Miny Mo," and it's got Negan's bat like wrapped up in all the barbed wire spread Luke across Seal. it. And oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I, I like I haven't watched the show, but I, I get the reference that that's you know that's the whole thing that he went through before he killed uh, before he killed Glenn. Um, but, yeah, just throw the spoiler out there. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> okay, um, no if anybody cares about that spoiler and doesn't know about it yet, 
you're like, not a that's, Walking Dead fan. No, like you're, yeah. if you if that's you a spoiler for you at this point, now. yeah, you yeah you already know. Um, but anyways, <laughs> some guy's just so, been in a cave for the last three years. He's been <laughs> under like captured by the enemy. He escapes and he's like, oh, thank God, I can finally catch up with my favorite show. Gets on Facebook and that's the first thing he sees. He's like, no. This <laughs> podcast. He's like, huh? Before I watch this show, what's this podcast of these three people? I don't even know. <laughs> We just ruined his show 25 minutes, 30 minutes. No! He got all the way to now. Like, he's the greatest uh, for getting yeah. to this. Yeah. Props Take to that you, hypothetical comatose man. person. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I watched the show. I'm a huge yeah. fan of the show. And, and I actually, since you mentioned it, I've, I've pulled up the photo and I see nothing wrong with this. Well, yeah. here's the deal uh, about this. So here's what people okay. are claiming. It's being, there's art, there's uh, complaints about it. Because people are saying it's a racist T-shirt um, because I didn't realize this. I've never heard this before in my life, um, and I don't think it's even confirmed that this is, like, the actual origin of it. But, you know, like, the original rhyme goes, eeny, meeny, miny, mo, catch a tiger by the toe. Yeah. And yeah. apparently there are some uh, instances, at least in the South, where people don't say tiger. They say something Use your imagination. much, yeah. much oh, worse gosh. than tiger. And I guess like some people – there's like some theories that the origin of that that uh, little rhyme is basically this really sick and sadistic uh, thing that refers to hunting black people and like the slave days. And mm-hmm. I've never yeah. heard that before in my life. <laughs> Neither have I. And and what's your guys' opinion on that? Because I could go on and on about that, but what do you guys think? Like, that's total bullshit, right? I, well, I, yeah, I read the article, yeah. and uh, the guy um, that was one of the major compl- uh, complaints on it said that it was a direct advocation of violence against, uh, you know, the minorities, pretty much. Which, it's from The Walking Dead, the TV show. Like, it's mm-hmm. official... Branded light like licensed T-shirts. Obviously, they're not like like promoting that at at all. And I feel like it's a it's a problem. I don't want to be like oh these people nowadays, but like a lot of people just react like they see something and they react to it on emotion. Like as soon well, as like, it happens, like they don't take a step back and do their research and like figure it out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just bizarre. I mean, I've never even heard it being used in that context before. Like that's something I remember saying like in preschool. Like that was just yeah. a thing that we did as kids. Like that's it's a it's more of a nursery rhyme. And I mean like uh-huh. if that is the origins I mean if that is the origins of it, like the article I read was saying like it's not even certain that it is. It's just kinda like some people think it might be the case but it's um i i think it's just an instance of like people who are getting so riled up about something almost just to get riled up really because i don't know how how it is right now man yeah oh exactly yeah and like you said you people don't even know if that's the exact origin they're just like oh but what if it is you know like it's so like people are just trying to find something to just get really mad over yeah. Like David said, like this is branded this is a branded piece of merchandise from the show which if you do a little bit of research you can realize like what happened like what the real origin behind that saying is and why that bat has blood on it and yeah. who the character is that he killed like it's it's so ridiculous and and 
you know, you can go out and make a shirt that's crazy and has some saying on it with no context. And yeah, you might be like, well, what the heck? That's a weird shirt. But when you have something that's connected to a fictional TV show that if you just, like I said, do a little research and realize that that's not the intended, like, message. Yeah, the purpose of it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, because this this person was saying, like, this is this is a direct, like, advocation of this behavior. Like, this this is why they're putting this T-shirt. And it's like, no, that's not it at all but (laughs) absolutely not you you know there's not a single walking dead fan who bought that shirt and goes oh my gosh you know what this means to me like yeah (laughs) they're a fan of this show and and they wanted that shirt yeah yeah. i think it's also like in an instance where you know like if you've got like it also depends on the saying like if it's something that's like even with context it's still pretty obviously like racially charged that's one thing but this is like it's a it's a nursery rhyme that's intentionally made to be kind of sick and twisted in this instance and i'm pretty sure i like in the report i read like the guy who actually like originally started the complaint and the campaign that that got it going um i think i'm pretty sure it's a white guy like he says like if i know that if i was a a, a black a black man that i'd know what i said i'm like do you really because, I mean, yeah. do you really? Or I mean, are I'm you just trying to get Twitter famous here? Yeah. Yeah, uh, I hear you. Yeah, yeah that's... I, I so don't know. I, I, I get it, though. Like, if it was something that was way more, like, edgy, and it's just like, okay, man, well, why, why, would, you, why would you even make that shirt if it's really almost crossing the line? Yeah. But this is just... This is not doing that. And, you know, I feel like ugh, people just can't make anything now without, like, without potentially getting like a bunch of people behind their keyboards trying to take them down you know it's it's so hard to just make stuff um, uh-huh. uh, i don't know it's we'll see a lot more of that in in the coming year because i feel like this whole year everyone's just been so on edge you know yeah definitely definitely <laughs> and that's so. been a culmination of the past five years really you if you guys notice that online just so many people super super like sensitive yeah oh yeah and, and i totally get it i totally get it with like what's going on um and i get why some people are getting mad and i completely back certain situations but when it's stuff that's really really dumb like this like yeah you gotta totally be like spending our time elsewhere. like yeah do your do your research kids like yeah. before you just react on emotion or like strike out as soon as you can like you know take take a step back look before you leap and uh, know what you're talking about before you start you know grabbing the pitchforks and and torches so that's right. my only advice on the thing yeah yeah that's good advice though uh well i think we can go ahead and uh put the uh put the whole wrap on this episode and uh we've we've had some interesting discussions and some interesting uh ranting against everybody on the internet uh <laughs> but uh well, actually without without since we did talk about the oscars a little bit i'm i'm curious because i know we all kind of mentioned what we think p- potentially might win even though you guys haven't seen like heart you haven't really seen any of the movies for best picture yet you've seen a couple just guess so we can see if someone's right um I'm going to go off of the how emotionally charged it sounded. I'm going to go with probably Lion. Like, that sounds, like, mm-hmm. crazy. So. Um, I'm, I'm going to go with La La Land. Uh, I think it's it's definitely generated a whole lot of buzz, and I think that's going to contribute a little bit. Um, and I, I don't know. Um, 
I feel like it's just, it feels like a movie that could, uh, win an Oscar just based on the little bits and like clips and I, and things of it I've seen, but, and just because I also want to pick something different. <laughs> so la la la. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. I, I, I would love to see lion take it just because I really, really enjoyed the movie, but I also did really, really enjoy la la land and it, it, you know, they won the golden globes and, um, Emma Stone, Ryan Gosling have been winning best leads in every like award show up until now. And so it probably will just because it is so different. Like it's a musical and it's really fun because I'm not even into musicals. So yeah, I I bet it'll be either La La Land or like potentially Manchester by the sea, but um, I would like to see Lion. So I'm going to say Lion just because I want to go with Webby and that's what I want to win. But Fingers crossed. Well, <laughs> it might not. We'll see. Well, uh, before we wrap this up, Aaron, uh, we generally like to go ahead and maybe just tell people where they can find us on on all the interwebs and things like that. And uh, since this is uh, cool. since you're new, and they may not necessarily know you as your stuff as well as hearing it, you know, five or six times from David and I, I'll let you go ahead and go first. <laughs> cool. Uh, yeah, um, Aaron Mole Films on pretty much everything, and I, I assume we'll probably put everything in the in the description below. Yes, uh, yeah. uh, there will but, be links in the yeah. description. Okay, cool. But yeah, Aaron Mole Films on Instagram, Twitter. Um, yeah, that's that's basically it. But yeah, it's it should be down below if you want to stay up to date with what I'm doing. Hell yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, David? Yep, you can find me at uh, Delta underscore Wombat. I post a lot of uh, unfunny things. And uh, go ahead, if, you, if you're feeling like it, go ahead and uh, shoot me a couple suggestions for names. Um, I just want to preface this with, uh, there are no bad name suggestions. However, there are bad name suggestions. So just keep that in mind. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> that's, that's all I got for the rest of the show. Uh, over to you, Chase. Uh, yeah, go ahead and you can follow me on, fa- on, uh, Twitter, just at Chase Pumford. Uh, pretty basic, pretty, pretty simple, but, uh, my Twitter is nothing but, um, you know, you can, uh, follow me on there and enjoy the day and but yeah thank you everybody for listening this has been another episode of this particular podcast that shall be named but thank you from aaron mole david webster and chase pumford we appreciate it guys talk to you later bye see you guys see ya peace